Hi, welcome to Logically, a show where we talk about the logical emotional splits of people, events, and rarely politics. And I guess that intro is actually a little wrong. We don't really talk about the logically emotional splits of it, we just talk about the emotional sides of things. I'll change that for the upcoming episodes. Not entirely sure if there's a warning for this episode once again. Uh, sorry for if anybody like, gets into the episode and is like, there was a warning needed! Uh, not really sure if there is, just solely because this is something... It's a little, like, it's talked about a lot. Uh, this episode is about work ethic, and put that in parentheses. Uh, this is about what employers consider a good work ethic, and, you know, what's actually good for people. Now this, I was actually going to be recording this episode two days later than I am right now. Um, it's also relatively late currently, so not exactly the time I thought I'd be recording this episode. But I decided I was going to do it anyways, because I started thinking about it, you know. I was doing some research for the episode and everything, and then I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll just go ahead and finish up research for the episode and, you know, start recording. I can edit tomorrow and or edit before I go to bed tonight. We'll see. But yeah, so it's on work ethic. And the main thing about this work, eth work ethic is mainly we're going to be talking about today what people see as the perfect work ethic or what companies like versus what's actually healthy for people, that kind of thing. Now... My personal philosophy when it comes to this kind of thing, and of course this isn't going to fit for everybody, this isn't going to be the right thing for everybody whatsoever, but I believe that you should always be putting 3,000% into what you love all the time. You know, like it's, it's create multiple faucets, go in just all the way. Um, that's not going to work for everybody. <laughs> not at all, actually. Um, for some people that might actually be more harmful than helping. It's just the fact that you have to find your balance and I think that's my balance. I hope that's my balance. If not, I'll figure it out. I'll turn around and I'll work at it again. So what do companies see as good work ethic habits? Because the thing is, you can't just be like, he's got a good work ethic. You always have to see something like they, they have these habits. Habituals basically describe you as a person. Like your habits do. So... One good thing, and there are some of these I agree with and some I don't talk about them when I say them. Uh, taking criticism well. And these are just um, looking up, you know, good work habit ethic, that kind of thing. And then, of course, thinking of some things that I would say is good work habits, that kind of thing. Uh, basically, this is just me looking up work habits, seeing what's like, okay, well, that's not ridiculous. Or, hey, there's a good counterpoint to this that's, like, legitimate, not just, uh, ah, that's dumb. And then, of course, taking things that I actually know uh, to be good work habits. Because, you know, there are some things that we can all sort of just agree on. Yeah, this is good. And no, this is not. Uh, taking criticism well. Always, always, always a good thing. No matter what you're doing. Uh, with this podcast, I have to take criticism well. With everything I do in life, I try my best to take criticism well. And I think everybody should. If you don't take criticism well, you might not grow. And growth, to me, is the most important thing. Not gossiping is the second one. This one I, again, agree with, because if you're sitting there just gossiping all day for work, then, well, actually, the main issue is gossiping spreads rumors, spreading rumors causes negative issues with other co-workers, management, that kind of thing, and it can cause that not just because, like, oh, you're sitting there talking on company time, because that's kind of dumb, but at the same time, like, product productivity, it sort of depends on what situation you're in, where you work, and, you know. That, that's a very situational thing. Whereas gossiping comes down to like talking about people. And when you're doing that at work, 
Uh, actually, let's let's see what's the definition of gossiping. Because this is going to depend, actually. Engage in gossip. Well, what is gossip? Oh. Gossip definition. Let's see. Casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. Okay, so basically, yeah, it's not... It's not sitting there talking about regular, just anything, or just talking, chit-chatting, you know, anything like that. It's actually, like, just not very good. <laughs> it's more like spreading rumors, that kind of deal. So, yeah, that definitely doesn't really have any place in a professional workplace. That would be more of a do that at home, do that on... I w if you're on break, I still wouldn't even say do it. Uh, but then again, break time is your time, so do your thing. Being a problem solver, not a complainer. I definitely agree with that. Now, some people do both. They complain and they solve the problem. I know at some jobs I've worked, I have done both. Like, I've complained as a joke. And, of course, I'll only do that when the mood is right. you got to read the room for that kind of thing. And, of course, when my boss for that specific job is actually, you know, okay with it. And, you know, it's it's it basically I just do it when that joke is acceptable in that circumstance. And being a problem solver, everybody loves to have an employee that is a problem solver. Everybody loves having a coworker that's a problem solver. I think it's an important skill to have just because, you know, like, it's a problem solver. You got a problem, you solve it. You work on it. You do what you can, that kind of thing. I think everybody should at least try to be a problem solver. Uh, even if you're not, you know, you, actually, I think everybody is a problem solver in their own way. You just got to find your niche. You got to find your way. And you got to do your thing. Must be a message on Discord. Let's see what this is. Oh, it's memes. What? Just sent me. Just sent me a pictures of burgers. I'm confused. That's weird. Okay, be dependable. I I kind of think this one is pretty self-explanatory. Being dependable is really really good for work, and this is more than just because like oh well, you know we know we can depend on them to do things. It's more like who you are as a person. And if you actually get work done, I think that's the most important thing, because if you actually get your work done, then, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna actually get shit. You're gonna go somewhere. You're gonna work at it. You're gonna work hard. And I think being dependable is more of a work ethic thing for yourself than anything else. Yourself is really what you have to focus on, though. Uh, be willing to go into work if your boss asks. This is something I find as a very, very middle ground kind of work ethic habit. From a supervisory standpoint, this is phenomenal. From a person standpoint, if you have no stake in the company, and from a logical standpoint, obviously, from a logical standpoint, it helps your career with that company, and it helps your career in general being very, that's, that's part of being dependable, really. But also, if you have no stake in the company, and you're supposed to have that day off, and you're busy, and you're going to sacrifice your time off, your passion, your whatever, to come in and work for that company, that is not super great. Uh, you could also use that as an excuse to not do your own things at home, or put off work and your own stuff, which is not good work ethic. So, really, that's going to depend on your situation once again. Uh, this one says, allow extra time for everything. And I put this down because it's really open-ended. Uh, it's actually kind of sitting there and saying, allow extra time to do anything. And realistically, you're at work to do your job. You're at work to get your stuff done. Be dependable, as the other one said. And, you know, quality work. 
quality over quantity. Don't do everything, do some things. And that's okay. It's also a very hypocritical uh, conversation I had today, actually. But, you know, <laughs> we'll leave that one alone for now, at least. But I thought that was kind of a weird one. Uh, I want you guys to let me know what you think about that one, because I I think what I've said is kind of my only opinion on it, because everything I've found on it is sort of just expect the unexpected work on everything. And that is a really, really weird policy to have in my book. So let me know. Be prepared to not know everything. Uh, that is good for life, not just for work, and not sh it shouldn't just be a work ethic thing, actually. You should definitely be prepared to not know everything anyways. If you're prepared to know everything, then you're not going to learn, and you're not going to progress, and I am obsessed with progression. So definitely be prepared not to know everything. Be prepared to learn. Be prepared to sit down. Be prepared to like get your ass whooped and like just figure out that you know nothing, and they know everything. It's actually a lie. They might not know everything, uh, and you might know quite a bit, and not just nothing. But still, you have to have the mindset of you can learn from everybody, even the people who are just spewing hate. And basically, you got to be able to take criticism well, which is actually the very first one. Um, and then the last one is put your phone away at work. Now, I've got another thing to talk about with putting your phone away at work. Uh, Putting your phone away at work is definitely a good thing to do whenever you're supposed to be on the job and doing something. Again, this is very situational. If you have your work done, this is at least how I would run it, and logistically, this is kind of what makes sense. If you have your work done and you're waiting, uh, say you work food service or something like that, and you're waiting for customers to come in or you're waiting for just something to happen, as in like you have nothing else to do, I would think that phone use would actually be okay. And... Logically, there's nothing saying that you can't, you know, like it's not going to completely destroy that time or anything like that. Actually, quite on the contrary, you're doing something to fill the gap so that you can stay active during that time and not sit in a state of rest because that is down to human nature. If you sit down, you're going to want to stay sitting. And if you're up and going, you're more likely to stay up and going. Unless you're working out and then it gets all flip floppy because, you know, you're tired. Now, banning cell phone use, though, in its entirety as an employer, is something that I find extraordinarily flawed. We can't use our phones all the time at work, obviously. That is not, I mean, unless you work from your phone, then, you know, it's probably okay. It's actually very okay. But. Just scrolling through the internet, looking at social media on your phone all the time at work is definitely not good because you do have to do some work too and not just look at your phone. But I don't think we should waste our time trying to push a rule that can and won't be enforced just so that we can say we have more productivity or just so like, you know, if a big wig comes in on a job site or something like that and they see somebody on their phone, then they get in trouble. The thing is, realistically, that's not a rule that's going to be enforced anywhere nobody is going to or no boss is going to sit there and say oh well we're not going to do this whatsoever like they're also going to be on their phones every once in a while no one is perfect in that regard and i doubt anybody ever will be perfect in that regard either i think honestly i think people should just integrate that into the workspace we should find a way to make it help workspace. We should find a way to make work a little more exciting. 
I think the good companies are more than likely doing that. Uh, there are actually there are a lot of companies who are allowing you know people just to go around with phones and do specific things for work on their phones, which is phenomenal. Like that that is you know really really good to do. But when it comes down to just social media and that kind of thing, maybe there's an alternative. Not entirely sure on that one. It really depends on where you work. Now, things cited as poor work ethic habits. Things that are bad. Uh, poor communication. I, I think this one should be pretty self-explanatory. Poor communication is bad in literally any situation, not just work. Taking too many breaks. Once again, situational. Because if you have nothing to do, technically that's a break. But at the same time, as I said earlier, if your body's in motion, you're going to want to stay in motion. And if you're at rest, you're going to want to stay at rest. So there's a little conundrum there. Again, I've, I think it's a little more situational. Uh, being disorganized. Yes. Uh, being organized in the normal sense of organization, of the actual description of organization, where you know where everything's at, is really good. Depending on your job, being organized in the fact of, or in the idea, I guess, of like making sure everybody knows where everything's at and keeping your little tidy space and everything like that, that's probably a little better depending on your job. If only you need the stuff, then it can be chaotic organization as long as you know what's organized where. And you don't lose anything, obviously. But when it comes down to, you know, just regular like, oh, I'm going to sit here and organize for everyone on a job that doesn't need it, it's kind of a waste of time. Organize for you. Organize how you need it. However, if it's a job where everybody's going to need it and they all use the same space, organize for everybody. Or everybody, you know, pitch in together and organize. That's the best idea, really. Tardiness. Uh, I think there's a lot of companies who have a very, very, very weird take on tardiness. I think they're, well, oftentimes they're like, you're five minutes late. And you're five minutes late. That's not good. You know, that kind of thing. I think uh, there was one job I worked where you were allowed to be nine minutes late, but 10 is where you were actually technically docked for it. And I think that's probably a fair trade-off of everything I've ever done. Um, now, also, there's a, most jobs you're ever going to work. You can text your boss or text the supervisor on duty and let them know, be like, hey, I'm going to be X amount of time late, something like that. And from my experience, the majority of the time, they're going to be okay with it. Um, there are some companies that are not going to be okay with it whatsoever. And those are companies you honestly might just want to avoid a little bit. But when it comes down to just regular tardiness, I think there should always be an air of like, you've got this space to get here. Uh, you're say you're scheduled at nine in the morning. Uh, you can get here at nine or nine Oh nine and you're good to go. You're fine. Whereas, you know, like it does have to be semi punishing if you're not there. But if you're tardy every single day, like actually tardy, like 10 minutes or more, something like that, that's when personally I would start to have a little doubt or have some doubts. Negativity. Negativity is not exactly something that a lot of people look forward to, uh, working with at least. And it's not something that I think anybody really sees as a good work habit. Negativity and pessimism, as is, is just kind of awful, honestly. Like, I feel like it's worse on the person's mentality than it really is on their work ethic, but it definitely feeds into it. 
and it can't make you a happy person anyways. When it comes to work ethic, that is something that more affects you personally than the company itself. Unless you're like a salesperson and then you're a negative salesperson and in that fact, like, please tell me if you are and tell me how you sell things because I have never seen a negative salesperson because it's their job to be positive. It's their job to sell you things. You know, that's the deal. And distractions is the last of the poor work ethic habits. Distractions. Uh, I think this actually just goes with phones. So we'll kind of leave it at that. This is one of those things that like don't need as much on. Now, with all of that being said, those are work ethic habits. And we talked a little about each of them on how they're good or bad in a logistic manner. What about like just awful policies that companies have? And it, these are common policies, by the way, not just like, you know, some run of the or some random company says uh, you can't go bald. You're not allowed. OK, well, what about customers? All right. Always right rules. Why is the customer always right? You know, like, why do they have to be? It seems like a like a kid asking an existential question. Why is the customer always right? But like, really, why are they always right? Why doesn't anybody ever challenge that idea? And the notion that the customer is always right is weird, honestly. Like, it is really, really strange. Uh, just because, like, there are times when the customer is wrong. I've worked a sales position before where they tell you, like, the customer is always right. And I've had several situations during that same exact job where the customer was definitely not right and, you know, they would go to my manager or something like that because they'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I'll take you to my manager and they can figure this out. And the manager comes out and the manager's just like, oh, they're not right. And, you know, the only thing you sit there and say is like it's an employee or even if you are the manager and it's your manager going out there, you're just kind of like, yeah, it's not. It's one of those things where customers not always right. Nobody is always right. It's just kind of how the nature of the beast is. Uh, so it's just a really weird policy. Uh, bathroom break limitations. I feel like it's just weird. Uh, it's one of those things that, like, if somebody's taking 50-minute bathroom breaks, 30-minute bathroom breaks, like, that is a lot. And, one, you got to ask them if they're okay because, like, this is a wild. They need that time. Are they, like, mentally are they okay? Like, physically are they okay? You know, stuff like that. But also, that's when you would talk to them about it be like, hey, look, and it, I get it might be a really weird thing to talk to somebody about. Be like, hey, I need you to stop going to the bathroom for so long. Uh, or is there anything, you know, like, you know, that kind of thing. It's a weird topic to talk about. But it's better than being like, all right, seven minute bathroom break, go. It feels like you're in high school again and you got six minutes to run between classes, you know? Like, if you gotta use the bathroom, you gotta use the bathroom. It's, it's literally human nature. It's, it's actually just nature in general, it's not just humans. Uh, it's pretty much any animal. So I feel like bathroom break limitations is a weird one. No sitting down is another one. Now, a lot of jobs this does not actually count for because, you know, stuff like office jobs, probably sitting. Uh, there are some offices that require standing desks and you stand at your desk instead of sitting and everything, uh, which is actually just not good for some people. But the notion of like cashiers this is the main thing I'm actually thinking about with this one because cashiers are, I mean, everywhere. Um, why can't cashiers get little stools to sit on or little chairs to sit on while they're doing a job? Really, why? What's the realistic explanation for this one? And 
the only real explanation for this is that people are seen as unprofessional or lazy when sitting. So if you can't sit, or if you're you're sitting when a customer comes up and you're checking them out and everything, then it's just it doesn't give off that professional vibe. It doesn't give off that right energy they're trying to give off with it. And I think it's something companies should definitely avoid, but they're not going to because that's how companies have run for however long. And most companies aren't going to change, if you haven't noticed. So, that's, it's weird. A lot of places sitting is excused and it's fine, but oftentimes, you know, again, when you're just like, when it's dead and there's nothing to do, and you sit down, just take a little, you know, take a little load off, take a break for just a second. Uh, it's like, people don't mind if you're standing up, just doing nothing, as long as you're standing. But if you're sitting, automatically it's worse, which makes literally no sense whatsoever because you're doing the exact same thing just in different positions basically um and then jobs that you can do while sitting it's, it's better for you not to put strain on your legs all day long than to do so all day long so why wouldn't you want to and then of course i would actually regulate if that were a thing where they had a that standing or sitting cashews and everything you want to regulate like yeah get up every once in a while because then if you sit too long and you're docile for too long that can actually be get bad for your health as well so that's something you have to find a balancing act on but you do have to like balancing act doesn't just mean standing all day long you got you gotta also sit you gotta you gotta break sometimes yeah rules off facial hair in non-food industries big side note on that one uh non-food industries are or food interest, food industries are excused from this one because I understand the whole hygiene issue uh, of like hairs getting in and all that kind of stuff, and they're like people can bypass that, but they're like wearing like a beard net, but like wearing a hair net over your beard is really weird and difficult. So, yeah, that's that's a hard one. But facial hair in other industries like sales, I think this is the main one that uh, or the main other one that it affects other than food industry because like sales is very professional thing. But, like, why? Literally, why? The all, all I could really find on, like, why, it's like, oh, it's unprofessional. Oh, it's, like, to some people it seems unkept or it seems a little dirty. Like, that's not good reasoning, though, you know? Like, facial hair isn't unprofessional. It's just, it's the way somebody looks, you know? Um, and it being unkept and dirty, yeah. Some beards, some facial hair is unkept and dirty, which is, would be a hygiene thing that I think the company should have a rule in place for but like somebody who takes care of their facial hair somebody who does wash it every now and again it shouldn't be an issue um and lastly for these ridiculous policies is sick time rules uh basically just like if you call out sick something like that employers require a doctor's note after two days in a row of being out of work simply to prove that the person was sick and this comes with a whole slew of issues because that's like two days of being sick and they're like, okay, well, prove it, you know, uh, signature, no proof, basically, which is weird because we're adults and that's uh, what <laughs> I think employees should be treated as adults. And honestly, even further than that, in food, in the food industry, um, especially in fast service, it's even worse. Some people work, require a doctor's note after a singular day absence or you get written up you know, disciplinary action gets taken. But why would that be? You know, a uh, big reason is oftentimes because they're, they don't care. 
uh, they have a massive turnover rate, whatever, you know, something like that. But, like, why can't you just treat people as people? Why can't you just sit down and say, hey, yeah, this is a thing that we should definitely do. This is, we should treat people as adults. We should say, hey, if you're sick, don't worry about it. Come back when you're feeling better, you know? Especially in the food industry, because, like, somebody comes back or they, you know, they stay home or they don't stay home even though they're sick because, like, oh, well, work doesn't like that and I'm going to have to go to the doctor and spend money and, you know, that kind of thing just to prove that I was sick. Then that's crazy, you know? Like, that that's to me where it gets to be too far. I really don't want this episode dragging out way too far. I'm going to try to get this wrapped up. Uh, do these things actually help the company? Like, do these policies actually help? And unfortunately, they actually do. Um, if they're enforced correctly, it'll work. But if these things are in, enforced correctly uh, and harshly, as in, like, there isn't a zero tolerance policy, whew, big yawns, uh, or anything like that, then it's also going to lead to a high turnover rate. And a high turnover rate will eventually hurt a business if you're in a small town especially. And But if you're in a bigger city, you have... it. Basically, a high turnover rate means you've got a lifetime. Like, you, you have a time timer going. And that's not even to talk about, like, what about the employee's mental health? Pay and benefits have a huge play in mental health of, you know, employees. Because the thing is, you're at work to get paid. You are at work so that you can make a living. So that you can pay for the things you actually want. So that you everything you know you can so that you can actually live you can eat you can exist and like if you don't have good pay that's going to be hard you know and if you don't have good benefits that'll be difficult as well you don't have that security of mind of saying like oh well if something happens i can go to the doctor you know it's difficult in that sense now luckily even with all this there is a middle ground and i think that's and that's just a huge thing to take into account that there is a middle ground with all this stuff all companies have to do and i say this like it's not a big thing to ask it's a very big thing to ask is they need to be able to communicate with their management and higher-ups in companies and unsurprisingly they need to care for their employees when they communicate with them literally the key to all of this is communication and understanding and care and a lot of companies don't care about that kind of thing a lot of companies don't care about you know i need a uh, all they care about is I need to push this. I need to push this. I need to push this. We need to do better, 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 better. It's all about results, driven results, driven results. And sometimes they're not all about the employees. They're not all about helping people actually do their thing, which is just awful, honestly. But I'm sorry for the little bit of a drawn out episode. Uh, if I missed anything or you have any questions, let me know. You can at me on Twitter at A-G-E Fluffy. That's A-G-E-F-L-U-F-F-Y. I will see you next episode.